0: All right. Hello, and welcome to episode one of Dirty Foreigners. Today, we're going to talk about edutech and teaching online. My name is Robin. I'm from Brighton, England, and I live in Richmond, California.
1: My name is Jose. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I'm living in Tokyo, Japan.
0: Okay, so today we're going to talk about edutech, as I said, so Jose, what are some of what are some of the real advantages you see? I know it's a big topic right now.
1: Well, for Edutech, uh, as an entrepreneur, I really I really like the way things are going currently. I think with Edutech, there's a low barrier of entry, and yeah. it's possible to start your business. I mean, here in Tokyo, if I was to you know rent a room for teaching, just the cost of that alone would make things really difficult. So having everything be on a platform, low cost, where even if I was like a prime Zoom member or, or whatever you call it, it'd still be what, $10 a month, $15 a month. So for me, it's great.
0: So it's easier for you, what about for the students though?
1: For the students? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of students that really appreciate the face-to-face and a lot of them do feel perhaps the quality drops when uh it's online yeah yeah so there are a lot of those concerns uh i feel i feel a little more pressure to you know try to give an even you know higher quality lesson online as opposed to offline so that's 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 some pressure i feel you know because we're on this platform we're not meeting face to face i don't want them to feel cheated or that they're getting a lesser product so that's as a teacher I get that kind of stress I guess.
0: Do you think this do you think the students like it a lot because it's more flexible it's easier they can just stay at home they don't have to get dressed they don't have to put their makeup on is that a big draw?
1: Oh yeah I mean you know I think a lot of this online platform thing it's great I I don't want to speak for women in general but I think they really enjoy not having to put makeup on every day so (laughs) please email all complaints to robin by the way for this one for that comment
0: but uh i mean when i was a student i think i always you know i studied i studied in london so taking public transportation expensive um especially if i needed to go to to the library in central london you know that could be seven or eight pounds just in one day on transportation so that's probably around 10 or eleven dollars. You know, for an impoverished student, that's quite a lot of money. So just the option not to do that is, is I think, quite attractive for a lot of people.
1: Oh, yeah. And if you have an 11 a.m. class and usually you wake up, what, 9.30, uh, take your shower, dra- get dressed, uh, jump on the train around 10.15, 10.20, arrive there, right? But with EduTech, you know, I just roll out of bed at 10.50 <laughs> to brush my teeth and I'm ready to go.
0: Is that really a good thing, though? Isn't that just encouraging people to be lazy,
1: <laughs> or encouraging people to get more sleep?
0: Well, I mean, some of us get out of bed before nine thirty a.m. Yeah, not everyone is uh, living that life, I guess. <laughs> but I think for me, like, although it's a big, it's a big trend at the moment—not just teaching, but also working online yes i think you know there's a lot of hype around it there's a lot of press around it and it's getting a lot of attention especially during this uh pandemic but for me in most cases i think that it's it's worse than what you can offer in a regular classroom
1: yeah i i definitely noticed uh drawbacks uh from working and also teaching online so it's not all you know it's not all hype, it's not all advantages. There are some difficulties. How about for you? What would you say are some of the, the big drawbacks?
0: Well, I think uh, being on both sides, being a teacher and then and being a student, doing some online courses and teaching online courses, it's very easy to get distracted, um, especially for the student. And to just tune out, go on your phone, um, you know, start looking at something else, whatever it might be, and obviously that's a, that's a problem in a classroom, but it's so much easier to hide that if you're just on a webcam. Um, I think you told me before about you playing PlayStation while you're in classroom.
1: Yeah, thanks for outing that, by the way. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of distractions, uh, ones which uh, I make and ones which are imposed on me, I guess. For example, I was taking my MBA class and in the background I hear vacuuming, I hear the dishes being washed, I hear uh, dinner being prepared. All these things are happening. (laughs) I'm just trying to concentrate. But, you know, you can't tell, I guess, the person you're with, hey, don't stop living our daily life. I'm in this online class, you know, because they're naturally, they're at home. So they just want to act like they're at home, right? So that's, that's definitely, yeah, that's a drawback. And, as you said, yeah, sometimes you know I might peer over my my computer and scroll through my Netflix, and you know if, if the lesson is particularly slow i might I might mute the <laughs> mute the lesson and play the Netflix for five, five ten minutes there so
0: i mean i think I think that' comes to a wider point, which is that I think it's healthy to have a division between your personal space mm-hmm. and then your workspace and your educational space, so you know, when you're at home, you want to act like you're at home, right? And then when you're in the classroom, then that's when you can act like you're in the classroom. But by mm-hmm. forcing those two things together, you're at home and you're in certain habits when you're at home, but you're also in the classroom at the same time, which is, which can, is confusing. And then you get the worst of both worlds, right?
1: Definitely, yeah. When It's hard to separate, you know. Depending on your environment does have a huge effect on how you're acting. So another aspect that's a drawback is uh, technical and digital literacy, right?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing that a lot in my current job where I, I need to engage with a lot of older learners and they don't necessarily know how to use a computer. They don't, some of them don't own computers and they've never owned computers. And now I'm asking them to sign up for Zoom and, uh, you know, get a webcam and you know that's five steps beyond what they've ever they've ever done before so you know for you for you and i it's not it's not an it's not an issue right because we grew up with computers and we work with computers so it's just you know it's a bit of a hassle but we can make it work but for for people who perhaps less in touch with that sort of thing like it's just that's really a big barrier for entry into it right?
1: Yeah, then you get that, that dead silence of twenty people in the Zoom a Zoom group waiting for the fifty year old guy to access his screen share. So <laughs> that's always fun. That's always that's the time to get up and get your cup of coffee or tea right there. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a while.
0: And you know, when you're in the classroom and somebody's having difficulties, whether that's technical or personal or they could, you know, whatever it might be, you can do something to remedy that. But you know, if the other person's Fifty miles away and they're in the, in their living room and you're at home too, there's not really much you can do to help them with that, right? And there's not much you can do to kind of move things along. And speaking
1: of distractions, just to get back to it, what's the what's weirdest background you've seen someone have, like when they're on Zoom and just the, their background of their house or something? Have you seen anything kind of outrageous out there?
0: Uh, well, I, d- I didn't teach any of the classes, but I was doing... In a previous job that I had I was doing in content development for online classes and I had to sit in and observe people teaching and a lot of times it was mostly Chinese Chinese students and a lot of times there was like the, the grandfather in the background and his, his wife runs so <laughs> sometimes no shirt on and he just kind of wander in and wander out <laughs> uh so ra- ra- that, ra- happened. <laughs> yeah, that happened multiple times so uh, but that's again that's digital literacy maybe he doesn't understand what a webcam is so he doesn't know that everybody can uh can see his uh his naked body <laughs> he
1: just came fresh out of the shower <laughs> walking across the camera
0: <laughs> so i i you've seen there have been a number of news stories recently right about people having embarrassments on zoom so didn't you, didn't you tell me the other day about a professor that had been fired because there was some pornography that he shared or something like
1: that he, he screen shared and there was a, a tab for um uh, for some porn site maybe wild college girls or something of that nature so he was he was quickly dismissed but i kind of feel bad for the guy because he's doing it on his private time and he's not he didn't show any images but you know an intended consequence of technology
0: well again that's just that you know when you're pushing people's personal space together with their workspace mm-hmm. you know you've got kids running around you've got dogs barking you've got people vacuuming in the background you know that's why it's not you know and a lot of times a lot of times it's not ideal um mm-hmm. i think but another another thing that i really struggle with and i think this is something that's very important for learning languages something that we've both been doing but also as we've both been teaching that right um it's difficult to have a more natural type of conversation when you're on zoom you know there's a lag you can't pick up on social cues you can't create a physical environment right it's all it's all very two-dimensional
1: yeah, you have a lot of people talking over each other. You have the the classic guy who's on a rant, but he just doesn't get it that everyone's disinterested cuz he can't see everyone's face or you know, the teacher can't like gently raise his hand to like tell him, "Okay, yeah, that's enough." <laughs> so, yeah. you get a lot of that.
0: So, I think I don't know what you think. My general opinion mm-hmm. is that online teaching isn't better than in-person teaching. In fact, most of the time it's worse, the outcomes are worse for both the teacher and the student.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, a mix of it is okay, but everything being online or digital is unnatural, I think, especially uh, for learning. Like, you know, there's a lot of downsides, like too much screen time, that can't be good for your eyes. Mm-hmm. Sitting down for extended periods of time. Yeah, it's true. We might sit down in the classroom, but I think we get up a lot more for like some group work or something like that. You know, depending on what what type of course you're taking, I guess. So yeah, there's definitely some unnatural things going on with being connected online and studying all day.
0: I think my big issue with it, and this is the biggest one, and I have this issue with a lot of different things, is it's just. It's new. Mm-hmm. it's novel. yeah, so people are assuming it's good, and it's just a kind of technology for technology's sake. Oh, I've got to buy the new iPhone because it must be better than the old one. Well, not necessarily. Maybe it's almost the same. They've just you know put a couple of extra colors on it and another camera, and now they're pretending it's better, but you know, just because it's new and it's fancier doesn't necessarily mean it's better
1: yeah you you can't just throw up anything on zoom and say okay well we're we're a technology company now or we're we're very you know it's just you have to really uh design your curriculum design the course in a way where it could fit well with Mm. the online medium right and i think just a lot of companies are not doing that or they just don't know how to do that
0: that's something that hopefully will come with time and you know at the moment a lot of teachers who have a lot of experience teaching in the classroom are being forced to transfer their skills online and that's mm-hmm. not always working out so well but you know once people use these technologies more and you know perhaps develop specific techniques hopefully things will get a little smoother and the engagement would be better the number of distractions will be decreased but i thought i mean i still don't think there's any real substitute for for the uh physical classroom especially for something like teaching languages
1: yeah i I think just in conclusion from my side uh i see it from a from a business standpoint Mm -hmm. just uh you know if you're starting out and making your own business you know it's a really good way to enter yeah Uh, you don't have to rent a space you don't have to uh take huge risk it's a low risk low barrier way to enter some kind of teaching or education business. So I really respect and admire people who are taking that leap these days.
0: All right. Well, on that note, let's wrap things up. This has been episode one of Dirty Foreigners. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you guys. See you next
0: time.